Father, may each of us be found faithful with the measure of faith you have given us. May this precious faith be decorated with the fruits of your Spirit for your honor and for your glory alone. Strengthen us, Father. Forgive us, Father, for when we fall short of your grace and will. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, yesterday, Lauren had commented on my Substack page, episode 227. She said, great episode. As the wickedness grows, it is important to remember Christ is still on the throne. She says, we had the blessing yesterday of watching our 6- and 12-year-old nieces choose to be baptized in Christ and for us to be their godparents. To see this goodness and purity in children's hearts for Jesus is so inspiring and renews our motivation. Well, praise the Lord, Lauren. Our puppy was just praising the Lord with me as she was yapping, of course. But it's truly a blessing to witness the gift of God work in the lives of our family members. And I like your choice of words, such as choosing to be baptized in Christ. Here we see that they have a free will and they're making a choice. Uh, to identify themselves with Jesus Christ our Lord. And I think that it's, it's wonderful, and I think that it's great. And I also like your choice of words, cr- that Christ is still on the throne. Beautiful words. And beautiful choice of words, beautiful testimony. May God's peace and blessing be upon your nieces. And may their faith continue to grow in him. And I pray for my own family members. Because I believe it's truly a blessing to witness this gift of God work in their lives. And I pray that every single heart within my family, as I'm sure that you pray for your family as well, I hope you do. I pray for their hearts to be captured for Jesus Christ our Lord. I pray that each of these hearts would be filled with faith that only God can give. A faith that is obtained, it's not generated on our own merit. We read this in 2 Peter 1.1 today. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them have obtained like precious faith with us through righteousness of God and the Savior Jesus Christ. So it's here that we see that faith is precious. Faith is a gift from God through His righteousness. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we know that an unmerited, undeserved gift is called grace. No wonder verse 2 states, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now in verse 3, I want you to notice a a very powerful phrase which states that his divine power hath given unto us, verse 3, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. In other words, my friends, we generate nothing. Salvation is all of God. 
we exercise our free will to accept or reject this free gift that is given to us through Jesus and that Jesus paid for. Jesus paid it all. So that's why I was so glad to see Lauren's choice of words for her nieces 6 and 12 choosing to be baptized in Christ. God has given us a free will to accept or reject his gift. Again, we generate nothing. We see in verse 4, whereby are given to us. Now, I've been told recently, as a matter of fact, that I preach a false gospel by restating that faith is a gift from God. Yet we read in verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And we know that this precious promise is faith. And it's this faith that is decorated over time with such things as virtue, knowledge, temperance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. And the reason why I entitled today's episode... Decorated faith, number 228. These are decorations that result from the spiritual war that you and I face on a daily basis. Just as all faithful war fighters in this world, within the militaries across this world, that are decorated with medals over time for their faithful service, we, as soldiers of Jesus Christ, are decorated with the immaterial, our faith is decorated. Verse 5 through 8, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as spiritual war fighters, we fight on regardless because this is what our faith does, despite the weather that we may encounter today. I watched last night a documentary, and it was actually well done and researched. And this documentary covers, or the segment at least, I believe it's by the History Channel, And it shows that the Gadarenes was actually across the Mediterranean consistent with the details of Scripture because it doesn't specifically state the body of water that they they crossed. And this is contrary to some of the traditional places that are established, and there's more than one, uh, concerning this Gadarenes and the tombs of the demonic. But this documentary did a well job in showing that Indeed, they went across the Mediterranean, uh, not the Sea of Galilee, which would be which would be just a short little boat ride. And this is all in response to our reading in Mark chapter 5 and verse 1. And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. So here we see that they do not specifically state exactly what that sea was. But this documentary does well in highlighting that it very well was the Mediterranean Sea as 
they took a trip over to the area of Spain. You can look up this YouTube video. It's historical evidence that Jesus Christ existed. Jesus documentary. And on the cover photo, it has a Dr. Charles page 11. So with a history channel watermark. And then if you read on in this same chapter in verse 35 through 39 of Mark, in the same day when the evening was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder parts of the, sh- of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he rose and he rebuked the wind and he said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. So this brings us back to the point of the peace and calm that our decorated faith brings to you and I. No, regardless of the storms that are faced in this life, no matter where our journey is taking us no matter what sea we are called to to cross now an undecorated faith we find is a forgetful faith if it is faith at all verse 9 but he that lacketh these things this is second peter chapter 1 are reading today but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and have forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. So here we see that an undecorated faith is a faith that forgets. It's a, it's a faith that forgets where we came from. Never forget where you and I came from. So the question is, do you have God's gift called faith? This is the real question that you and I have to examine ourselves concerning the faith. The Bible teaches very clearly that we're to examine ourselves whether we be in the faith or not. And it also teaches that our faith will bear fruit. It will be decorated. This faith that comes from God will never fall short of entering the everlasting kingdom. This faith will endure to the end. Verse 10 and 11. Wherefore, The rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God's faith endures to the end. It never falls short of this everlasting kingdom. Because he has given it to us. It's not generated by ourselves. And it's the remembrance of these things. Of where we came from. And this measure of faith that God has given us. This is what stirs my preaching. We must preach and teach this truth. That has given, been given to us. By the grace of God. We must exercise our faith and sincerity and, and truth. And this I will do by the grace of Almighty God to my last breath. Verse 12 and 14, Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, 
though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as, as, even as our Lord Jesus Christ hath showed me. There's only so many breaths left in this body that preaches to you today. But by his grace, as long as I am in this tabernacle, may this tabernacle bring glory to Christ and to Christ alone. I'm here to tell you, my friends, that our faith is not based on fiction either. It is based on eyewitness testimony. 2 Peter 1.16, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. And it's this eyewitness that God has used to pen uh, the very word of God that I preach to you today. And it's because of this word that our faith, that we receive faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's why we cover many, many verses and chapters and passages of the word of God when I preach. So here we see that just as faith is not generated by man, neither is the Bible. In verse 19 through 21, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The word of God, it was given to man. Just as faith is, my friends, just as faith. No wonder they go hand in hand. No wonder that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Because it's a gift from God. It's all from God. Moving on to the uh, book of Ezekiel, chapter 10 in our reading. We read verse 2 through 4. And he spake unto the man clothed with linen and said, Go in between the wheels, even under the cherub, and fill thy hand with coals of fire from between the cherubims, and scatter them over this city. And he went in my sight. Now the cherubim stood on the right side of the house when the man went in, and the cloud filled the inner court. Then the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub and stood over the threshold of the house and the house was filled with the cloud and the court was full of the brightness of the Lord's glory. No doubt the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, holds these very coals of fire. You and I hold nothing. You and I subdue nothing. I've said this over and over again, and I'll say it again. Our job is simple, my friends, and that is to live by the faith that God has given to us. And then we will see God do all the rest. He holds the coals of fire in his hand. It is the mighty hand of God that blesses and judges the earth. If his glory is present, we are blessed as a nation. If his glory departs from a nation, we are cursed. But here's the good news. The good news is that God's glory will never depart from his elect called the remnant. 
Verse 8, Ezekiel 10, And there appeared in the cherubims the form of a man's hand under their wings. It is the Son of Man. It is Jesus Christ. It is the Son of God's hand that holds us up by his hand. He alone has all the power. He alone gets all of the glory. And for those who think they're going to take back something by force or subdue something, think again as we move on to 1 Samuel today. Chapter 13, verse 12 through 14, Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down upon me to Gilgal. And I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. Here was a man who took things in his own hands. He thought that he had the power to be able to subdue the nations, particularly in this passage, the Philistines. He even established his own righteousness by offering a burnt offering, and God refused it. He was rebuked by the man of God, and God sought for a man after his own heart. And guess what? That man after his own heart was a man of faith. Was a man of faith. He would give his life for the truth. Brian Pulpit says in the, in the comments on Gab Voice, who truly dies for a fable? These men died. For the truth. Amen. Samuel would die for the truth. He stood against a king. He stood up against a king who took matters in his own hands. David stood up and defied the political establishment of Goliath. Because they were men of faith. They had received the gift of God of faith. They had a decorated faith. They had a genuine faith. Freaks, Freaks Beely on Gab says, Hey, Torbob, what's a Codex Law Enforcement Portal? And why are you betraying your user base? So Andrew Torba had responded to Freak Speely and says, It's how our legal team interfaces with legal processes from law enforcement. Tens of millions of people visit this website every month from around the world. Inevitably, a few of them will be foolish enough to do something illegal, at which point we get served with court orders, warrants, etc. through that portal. Why do you think I'm constantly saying do not post threats of violence online if you're just trying to let off some steam, threaten anyone, federal agent or not? It's not the right way to do it. Says Gab is a home for lawful speech and lawful speech only. We, we've been clear about this for a long time. Well, all I have to do, all I have to say in response to all, who needs the Fed post? If you're living by faith, if you're Bible posting, because God does all of the threatening for us. Praise his holy name. 
God does all of the threatening for us. Just post the word of God. You don't need to to fed post. And just to further elaborate on the comment from Torba concerning this lawful speech and lawful speech only, there's coming a day when preaching and Bible posting will not be lawful speech. I hope you will not turn in your brethren, Brother Torba. I don't think that he would. I hope that he wouldn't. But listen, my friends, the Lord is in control. We've, we've preached this in a previous me- episode. We've even entitled it. We see in our psalm today, in Psalm 47, that the Lord subdues in his timing in accordance with his will, not ours. That's why we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Thy will be done. In verses 2 and 3 of Psalm 47, For the Lord Most High is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. Who does the subduing? Can I make it any clearer? Torba says, Can I make it any clearer concerning the terms of service of Gab? Can I make it any clearer concerning the terms of service Concerning subduing the people and the nations. Let me read that again. Verse 2 and 3, Psalm 47. For the Lord most high is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. Nowhere does it say that you and I subdue anything, my friend. Why? Because God is in control. Why? Because God gets all of the glory, Psalm 47, 7 and 8. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. God is in control. Cernovich posts on Twitter, says, bad news. They're going after the Christians. And he says, good news, we already know how this story ends. Well, I hope you do know how this story ends, Cernovich. And he's responding to a an article that was posted on foxnews.com. Atlantic op-ed claims Catholic rosary has become an extremist symbol. So the rosary is an extremist symbol. So now we have graduated from race-baiting to religious Christian nationalism baiting, which is now, I suppose, defined or spearheaded with such things as the rosary and Catholicism. Now do you know why we have to cover such eschatological matters of post-millennialism that believes that that it's subduing something, that believes that it's taken dominion? I think they're subduing something and taking dominion with a rosary. With Catholicism, with the cross on their chest. Complete Christianity at Shane Schetzel on Twitter says, The political left has just declared that conservative Catholics are a contingency of Christian nationalism and a threat to democracy. I had I had to laugh once I read this Catholicism and Christian nationalism. Oh no, that can't be. <laughs> All you have to do is look at history, my friends. 
when the Catholic Church was married to the state. That was the Christian nationalism. The same Christian nationalism that burned many of our brothers and sisters at the stake. All for preaching the word of God. The same word of God that, that gifts us faith from God. And you'll find that all of this baiting, this religious baiting, race baiting, it's decorated, all right, but it's decorated with hate, divisiveness, bitterness, envy, and lust for power that does not belong to man. These things are not the decorations of faith. And then you wonder why people post such lengthy rants such as Mindy Robinson, which trended on Gab. She says, feel like everyone knows something is wrong, but the people in charge of doing something about it are also in on it. So we're all just waiting around for some crazy shoe to fall that will greenlight us into the second revolutionary war that we probably need. Maybe aliens come down to save us from ourselves. Maybe Pelosi's face falls off and there's a lizard there. Maybe everyone currently restricted by gag orders and NDAs just says screw it and starts whistleblowing on all the awful things our government has done. The people truly knew about the atrocities our federal government has committed not only against foreign countries but against their own people. The public would turn on them in a heartbeat. Why won't they release the names of Maxwell's child sex trafficking clients? Why isn't the FBI looking for the actual aggressors on January 6th? The suspect that laid the pipe bombs or the person that opened the Capitol's magnetic doors from the inside. Why won't they explain how teenagers living with their grandmothers could afford thousands of dollars in gear in the Uvalde and Buffalo shootings? Why can't they provide those receipts? Who ordered counting to stop on the election night in all the battleground states only to resume in private and with a completely different outcome? Why aren't forensic audits being allowed at all when it's written into most state constitutions that if people demand it, they, they have to get one? Why did Ukraine send out 50 fake stories to drum up war support? Who ordered RT and Russian news banned before we even figured out all the, the false information was coming from Ukraine? How was a vaccine with zero long-term testing ever deemed safe and effective? And who ordered the censorship of subsequent vaccine side effects across social media platforms? How are Twitter and Facebook able to censor every account that goes against their narrative, but not pedophiles, hardcore porn, and phishing scam accounts? Why were they manipulating a virus to be fatally contagious to humans in a lab in the first place? It's a man-made disease, and yet no man has answered for it. Why are we using voting machines that no one trusts that glitch all the time that can be hacked by a 10-year-old when paper ballots and publicly observed hand counting are actually cheaper, plus people can trust them more? Why is Congress sending money overseas when we need here? Why will they defend Ukraine's borders but not our own? Why is a foreign enemy like China even allowed to buy up all of our farmland? No one sees why that's a bad idea. When did we stop prosecuting people for child abuse? Call me old-fashioned. But back in my day, if someone's parents were put their son in a dress and, and convinced him to chop his private off, we'd make a horror movie about it. Well, Mindy, you ask why? I'll tell you why. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11-12. through 12. And for this cause... 
God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they, they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. All right, that concludes today's episode number 228. Thanks for tuning in. Psalm 47. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he loves, Selah. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. The the, princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.